0: So enjoy any of that wild card action over the weekend, as in the weekend. Good morning to you. Good Monday morning. I'm Dan which of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. Where you found this? Padres were six nothing winners over the Mets in New York last night to take their wild card series by a count of two games to one. Emphasizing series. You know, there was almost nothing good that came out of Major League Baseball's collective bargaining agreement last winter, as you might have heard me, complain a time or two on this program. But the one hidden treasure Within the entire document was that the wildcard playoff would be expanded to more than a single game. Mind blown. I had been saying for years, not for months, for years, that the moment you saw more of the bigger market teams getting into the playoffs again, meaning like the Dodgers and the Yankees, and now that they're spending a gazillion dollars too the Mets, you would start seeing people get more defensive and vocal about not having a one-and-done format. Try, if you can, to imagine the 111-win Dodgers who just spent $277 million on their payroll having their season come down to a single game and goodbye. Right. Right. So now New York gets in on the act and you, well, not double, but triple your chances of having people paying attention. So, yeah, someday it'll be nice at least to consider or dream or whatever term you'd want to use here that the Pirates will be back in the playoffs. And when they are, you would very much want them to have a best-of-three format because chances are excellent that whatever team they're facing is going to have an ace to top your ace because they're going to be able to afford, I don't know, Clayton Kershaw. I guess I can't use Max Scherzer as an example anymore, but someone in that vein, whereas you're just going to put out the best young guy you got. So in in the long term, yeah, this is a good thing, but I... I I can't get past what could have been, what should have been, arguably, between 2014 and 2015. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern that's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. In the winter of 2015, not long after that season was completed, I was told by someone within the team that The Pirates were having this retreat up at Seven Springs back when Bob Nutting owned that. And they had all their baseball ops people up there. And they were engaging in a whole lot of self-congratulatory fare led by Neil Huntington. And at one point in speaking with his staff, this is according to one source, so take it for what it's worth. Huntington said that the Pirates were, in fact, by a whole bunch of metrics the best team in baseball that year. Now, I don't buy that, like, at all. Even though they had the 98 wins, even though they had a lot of other good things going for them, the fact of the matter is, baseball is set up with a format that's supposed to be followed, and at the end of the season, the commissioner hands that ugly hunk of metal to the winner. And then you know, they're declared the winner. That is the best team in baseball. There's no arguments to be had about that. However, however, a reasonable argument can be made that those Pirates got hosed as much as any team in franchise history because they did have the 98 wins and they went into a series against the Cubs who had 97. So, The whole scenario is equally lousy for both of those teams to be meeting in a one-game playoff is just a joke. Add to that that they're facing Jake Arrieta after, uh, boy, oh boy, what can I say here without getting myself into big trouble? Oh, nothing? Okay, good. Then figure it out. Let's just say that Jake was uh, especially energetic in that series and um strong (laughs) okay and no one was gonna hit him no one was gonna hit him and and the pirates didn't and they end up losing and they do so the year after having madison bumgarner wipe them up And, and, and you know bumgarner is a tremendous pitcher he's an ace at that time he was a one-man world series champion do you remember that with everything that he did including at the plate and these two teams between 2014 but especially 2015 had built so much up not just in terms of talent but also camaraderie they were gutsy enough i almost just use another word to stand up to management in Pittsburgh, to make their own voices heard, to say, we expect this and we expect that. And to a large extent, they got their way. Why? Because they prioritized winning, even if the owner doesn't, even if the baseball ops people didn't. And then they had it all wiped away in one night, in back-to-back years. And throughout that, you're thinking, you know, if you just make it a series, even if it was like this, three games, and even if they're all in one location, and of course these would have been all of them in Pittsburgh, they win. You can't convince me otherwise. You can't convince me that they don't beat the Giants in a best of three at PNC Park. You can't convince me that they wouldn't beat those Cubs in a best of three at PNC Park once you got Bumgarner and that other guy out of the way. The Pirates weren't going to have the best number one pitcher, but they were going to have a pretty good two and a three. And the Pirates had the better lineups, I believe, than either of those teams as well. Never got the chance. Never got the chance. Well, good thing is... We're taking care of the Dodgers, and the Yankees, and the Mets. Oh, not the Mets? Okay. When we come back, J1Q. And today's J1Q comes from Ralph, who asks, Josh Bell, I like Bell, but don't forget how bad his defense was, especially throwing the ball to second base. If he's improved on throwing the ball, then I say bring him back. Otherwise, we do not need another liability on defense. Oh, Ralph, Ralph, my man, you left me way too many openings here. Like, this is like Fort Pitt tunnel, only if if there was no middle between the in and the out parts of the tunnel, that's how big of a hole you left me here. Okay, let's start with first base defense. There can't be anything more irrelevant in baseball than how a first baseman plays defense. Yes, when they screw up, it looks bad. Yes, a first baseman who misses second base is going to give the other guy an extra bag, and you're going to remember. It's going to sear in your brain. It also happens like once in a blue moon. Remember how great Adam LaRoche was at that? Remember that? LaRoche... He was a pitcher at various points in his life, and not a bad one either. He left-handed, and he could really just put that ball exactly where it needed to go, so smooth. Did you care about it then? No, you didn't. Of course you didn't, because it's irrelevant. So much of baseball skews toward your offensive value. And while Bell isn't perfect, and he showed that post-trade, meaning after going from Washington to San Diego, he hit 306 for Washington, 192 for San Diego. His overall numbers ended up with a 266 average at 362 on base percentage, 17 homers, and 71 RBIs. Now you're going to tell me that you wouldn't want him back in Pittsburgh because you don't like his throws to second base. We're not gonna be friends. That's just how this is gonna go. JB is a perfect fit for here. JB really liked it here, like a lot. And I think he could be had for, this is the part where you need to sit down for this, and this is also the part where Bob Nutting needs to go running and hiding under a desk somewhere at 115 Federal, but, It's probably in the range of about 16 or 17 million a year. Dun dun dun. Can't have that in Pittsburgh. Nope. Even though he would solve pretty much every problem that you have in the field. Not in your field where you care about the throws to second base, but in the field metaphorically. Think about this. Think about this. Let's say you have, just for fun here, okay, Jihuan Bay as your leadoff hitter. I'm not anointing him, just throwing it out there, all right? Let's say that Brian Hayes regained some strength in his back or his wrists or all the other various things that have gone wrong with him, and he's your number two guy, Reynolds bats third. If you put JB in there at cleanup, and then you have O'Neal Cruz, and then you have Jack Sawinski, how deep have I just gone now? I've gone six deep already, right? Seven is a Rodolfo Castro, right? You always want a little bit of pop out of your seven spot. Who's your eight? Who cares? It's the corner outfielder. Whoever, whoever, whichever side Sawinski isn't playing, whoever you put there. It can be, I don't know, Tuca Pita Marcano or some kind of Travis Swaggerty amalgam. And then your nine hitter is your catcher, which is a stopgap, meaning Roberto Perez until the other guys come along, either Henry Davis or Andy Rodriguez, in which case they would slide up in the order. Like the order, right? You like that? Okay, that's what Josh Bell does for you. And you pay him somewhere, like I said, 16 or $17 million. You've already had him in the fold. You don't have to wonder about his character. He spent five full years in Pittsburgh. He spent five full years before that In the Pittsburgh minor league system. That's a lot of time and a lot of references to get to trust somebody. That's rare air before you commit big money. But they won't do that, so we just wasted everybody's time with this. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do another one of these tomorrow.